on dispensers of pets, poking out at the cons, renaissance fests, watch anime chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a Trekkie, <laughs> sit back and watch as that uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the left to F in your dictionary, and add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor, I'm just the definition of a fanboy, baby. Is it up, fanboys? It's the Fanboy Planet Podcast. And here's your host, the man who knows the truth about bananas, Derek McCall. Thank you. We won't elucidate that any further. This is I'm a little scared. Uh, you, that's all right. Google it. This is Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of FanboyPlanet.com. We are podcasting from Elusive Comics and Games, 2725 Elkman Real Suite 104 in Santa Clara, California. It is uh, Wednesday, August 25th. 25th. And, finally uh, cooled off back here a little a bit. A little bit, yeah. Finally. You know, we should have hidden back here the whole time. We're mm-hmm. going through, well, I guess compared to other parts of the country, not really a heat wave, but for us it's it's it's... They it's oppressive. August in the last four yeah, in the days. last couple of days. <laughs> yeah. Wait, is Heat Wave a Batman villain or a Flash? Flash villain. villain. Okay. Flash villain. Yeah. Who's the Who's the Batman villain that uses flame? Uh, Firefly. Uh, but from the TV show, wasn't there a flamey guy on the TV show? Or was, <laughs> was it Cesar Romero? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say flaming. Oh, I'm sorry. I said flamey. Oh, flamey. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, it was Liberace. Shandell. Shandell. What? That was his. That was his villain name. Did you see that James Franco SNL where they had the Vincent Price yes thing and, and James Dean? Never mind. Yes, I did. Anyway, that was funny. Disturbing. So let's let's move on, shall we? Uh, of course, uh, next to me, uh, my homophilic friend here. Go ahead. What does that even mean? <laughs> it's okay. Whoa. Homophilic? Yeah. I think you, you collect something. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, go ahead. Oh, okay. Uh, this my is announcer, Lon. Kind of creeped out by that last statement, Lopez. Ah, you're on the bananas. So, and across <laughs> for us, from us, uh, and we'll see the first and last time she speaks on the air tonight. Uh, no, you'll speak more tonight. Yeah. Our lighting designer and, uh, and archivist. Stephanie Rodriguez. Yay. Yay. Lovely. Mm. Well, no, now we have to, <laughs> since, since a listener has written in and said this, the lovely and delightful Stephanie Rodriguez. That's me. And, of course, podcast producer. Rick Brett Snyder. We're not even trying for Moral Compass anymore. And you've been good the last couple of weeks. I, I don't know. I, well, I, I own the title. I don't I, need your reinforcement. <laughs> oh, so, oh, moral superiority. Uh-oh. I see how it's going to be. Oh, that compass point. Saucer Rick. milk, table two. <laughs> I don't find a conflict. <laughs> anyway, we got some comics news. We got some movie news. We got some TV news. We got some nudie news. I guess we do. <laughs> <laughs> So if you if you need to turn this off now, go ahead. But first we have listener mail. What are we calling our listeners this week? We don't know yet. We don't know yet because the contest, a contest. This is the last week, though. This would be because next week would be September first, right? So yes. Yes. So you get so, your. You got to have your entries into the contest by August thirty first. So that's next Tuesday. Is there an August thirty first? There is. There okay. is an August thirty first. That's next Tuesday night. So to, if you this goes live on Sunday in two days. And real um, fast, just a reminder of the contest: name the Fanboy Planet list or podcast listeners. Yes, and uh, send all submissions to editor at fanboyplanet.com. Yes, uh, our new best friend Bill Bossert has written in. 
He wrote in the week prior. Uh, yes, yes, so he done so he's got more entries and and I sent this out. So you got you got that too, I right? I did Rick? read it. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So and which we must clarify. Enter as many times as yeah, you we, like. Yeah, we did not. <laughs> I don't we think did. we have to clarify that. Everybody who sends in says like 50 <laughs> entries. I think, though, since we got a new one that we have at least this, I can say that uh, in your face, Bill, we've got like four listeners now. We can confirm <laughs> we at go. least four. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, so uh, this address to gentlemen and the lovely and delightful Stephanie. Although Lon has already decided a name for the listeners, much like Sisyphus, I push on in hopes of a miracle. I like this who's, guy. Who's Sisyphus? Yeah, hey, I know. I, I like this guy. Greek and since Mr. Lopez... Anything like Pussyfoot? No. Oh, okay. No, not at all. And, mm, and since Mr. Lopez favors one-word monikers, may he choke on these submissions. Clearly, in a war between us, I Chokers. know... I know he's going to... Yeah, there we go. I know which side he's going to be on. So FLAG, which is an acronym for Fanboy Planet Listeners Are Great. Hmm. Or you could just, you don't even have to say no. the listeners. You could just say flamboy, fanboy, fanboy planet pa- listeners fanboy planet are great. Two words. <laughs> you, yeah, well, yeah. it's okay. But it, yeah. not if you do it as a, as a URL. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, I'm just saying. Anyway. And uh, planeteers, planetoids, planetasticos. If you must, the female version, planetasticas. Planetastics. Fanbros. Fandroids. Which I have to, can we say that how did right he now? Not, you how and did I have been not, talking about that. How did he not go to like fan, Fandangos. did he say plant, plastics, fan plastics? Planetastics. Oh. Yeah, how did he not a, go like fantastics? Was that a, was that a yeah. theatrical, uh, a musical? The fantastics yeah. or the planetastics? Planetastics. planetastics yeah. I think it was like Marilyn McCoo and the plantastics or something like that. Something like okay. that. Uh, so fandroids. Fandroids is up there though. Yeah. That's like right fandroids. now that's, uh, that, that. That hasn't, I'll be honest, uh, Bill, that hasn't quite pushed out the one that, that Lon thinks in his head is the one that should it should be, but I think he's wrong. Uh, well, it's, so it's, I can be persuaded. Okay. I can be persuaded. Fanbots, plan boys, which just seems weird, planet busters, and you'll have to explain this joke to me, Ritar, oh, Jennifer Aniston? Cause she said the R word on uh, Regis. Oh, she did. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm, okay, so yeah. that's it. Okay. Planet Nomicrons. That's a interesting necro necronomicon. I maybe yeah. except planet nom microns. It's not quite. I, I don't know. Microns. Planet lads, fanboys with a Z, and all. Of no, these. it's fanboys. Oh, okay. I, he yeah. didn't do the you know diphthong there. Well, if you have the Z on there, what's a diphthong? It's a linguistic. Kind. Yeah. Don't things sound better followed by exclamation points? Hmm. Honestly, I wouldn't put one of those either, dude. Don't sell yourself short. And I think some might have been mentioned previously too. By the way. If you guys do score tickets to that Spider-Man musical, as all Connecticut residents are filthy stinking rich, I'd be more than happy to put you up in my servants' quarters for a night or two. The servants can sleep on the floor those nights with lawn. I like this guy. As long as they're cute. Sure. Uh, and female. Oh, oh, okay. oh, oh! And as far as the discussion, yeah. And as far as the discussion last time about the comic book movies, the one thing I failed to consider was the merchandising aspect of the comic book films. I believe I read somewhere that the Burton Schumacher Batman films might have made more with the toys merchandising than the actual box office grosses. So there is another revenue generator considered for these types of films. Although I can't imagine Thor action figures selling that well, but who knows? You know what though? He's missing though, and this is something all fanboys are going to love. Yeah. When those movies come out, where you're going to be able to purchase a a, a human-sized hammer, Thor hammer, and yeah. eventually a Captain America <laughs> shield. So all right. fanboys are going to go can, nuts can, for that. You can go on eBay right now and buy any number of Captain America shields. Sure, yeah, but, but they're but, like two hundred dollars. Yeah, no, no they're, they're, you can get them pretty cheap. Pretty cheap. Well, what's pretty cheap to you? Like down to twenty. 
like an authentic, real Captain America no, those shield? Are, those are plastic, and they, they look plastic. But you can well, you can get the little toy ones, but they're like little kid sizes. No, 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 I'm sure they're, they're, they're going to make a. There are better ones than that that don't go there. Like, well, who are they made by though? No. Whammo. Yeah, Owen's just saying these are probably like homemade, like but uh, I, I, customs. The cap shields are out, but the, I, I give you, it'll be cool to get the uh, Thor hammer. I to get a Thor I hammer. See the first judge to use that as a gavel. A Thor hammer that will fit in the hand of your Hulk hands. Uh, Hulk hands don't grab anything. Yeah, oh no, kind of no, 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 no! There's a there's an off brand because we have them in comedy sports. Somebody has created a beer drinking hand that is. Oh, you clearly get those the at Seven Eleven, yeah, yeah, and that's and that would fit in. So. Oh, okay. um, um, although I think they're orange, so they're really more thing hands. It's kind of a mashup toy. Yeah, orange yeah. Hulk. Yeah, you'd be the super adaptoid. I think it would work. It would be beautiful. Um, anyway, so uh, keep up the great work. Really enjoy the show. Uh, from warmest regards, Bill Bossert, uh, Milford, Connecticut. P.S. I really don't want Lon to choke on the submissions above. That's kind of mean. Maybe a soft cough for clearing of the throat, though. I might swallow him. You know what I mean? Instead of choke on him. Yeah. Okay. So. I'm glad you elucidated that. And actually, he and I exchanged. He did send me. He found a box office report on Batman, uh, and how it had claimed never to be actually like uh, thirty thousand dollars in the red. Uh, but it left out. This was like in some book about oh, box office oh, things. Oh, but it yeah. left out the video, and it blamed the paying the actors, the upfront. The you know Jack Nicholson had a profit participation. Yeah, Hollywood accounting is. I know, so and that's why I was explaining back to him. And say, hey, but but he agreed. He said, you know, but hey, the point still stands. Yes, that the toys and the same thing happened uh, a few years ago. Why are we getting a Cars two when Disney had originally thought that Cars was kind of a financial failure because they couldn't keep Cars toys on the shelf at all. Mm. So they made, I think... It's, well, because they kept driving away. Yeah, I think they made like three times as much in in toy money sure. as they did in uh, actual box office receipts for cars. So we are getting a Cars 2. Was, uh, it, was it under any question, though? I mean... Well, but you know, other than the Toy Story movies, and they were, and Pixar was sort of backed into that by a Disney contract. They were not, um, you know, they had not wanted to do sequels, and now they're kind of sequel crazy. We're getting a Cars two, we're getting a Monsters Inc. What are you ta- Wait, oh, you're talking Pixar, not Disney. Yeah, Pixar. Oh, because Disney will sequelize anything, right? But that's and that's one of the things. Bambi two, really? Did that? That did actually come yeah. out, didn't it? I didn't yeah. see that. But when John Lasseter became Little Mermaid two, yeah, and Little Mermaid three, oh. Yeah, and John, when John Lasseter... There's nothing sacred. No. When John Lasseter... But he did kill Dumbo 2. There was a Dumbo 2, and I what? don't think he it came out. He killed Dumbo? He killed Dumbo? No, he killed the sequel. I'd pay money to see that. No. Um, please, that's my favorite <laughs> of the Disney films. He lost the feather! Did no. he kill all those racist uh, macaws or whatever? They're or? crows. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, when John Lasseter took over as head of animation, the first thing he did was go in and kill all the sequels, but he even backed into a Toy Story 2... Because they were going to, and I, I actually know this. I had a friend who was working on the direct-to-DVD Toy Story three, and Laster came in and canceled it. Everything that they had done, and then Pixar did their jerk. own Toy Story three. No, because he didn't. I, and I yeah, I, and then he gives us gives us Wall E. Yeah, all right. That, that was movie smart was great. Eh, it's a matter of opinion. Did you see it? I did. You actually did. Yeah, and I was. You're like, offering an opinion on something you actually saw. Yeah, the first half was pretty cool. Second half, not so much. Then when they all started looking like us. No, just the <laughs> fact that it just didn't know what it wanted to be. It's I, like some of the humans look like Fred Willard, and some of the humans look like cartoons, and you know, just I will agree to disagree. I thought it was, right. a, I thought it was charming. Anyway, uh, so and then we got another email uh, from a listener who just signed his name Chuck D. Oh my God, is that the guy? Chuck from, D. from Public Enemy. That, oh my God. Uh, hello. 
Hello. With several exclamation points, thus making this much better. Uh, I am writing to enter your contest to name your fans. My suggestion for what to name the people who follow you is the Fanboy Planeteers. That's my entry. Thanks. I listen to every show. Thank you, Chuck D. Short. So, say hi to the point. Flavor Flavor. I us. like it. I yes. like it. Um, yeah, so. My one problem with the Fanboy Planeteers is it reminds me of uh, Captain, Planet. Captain Planet. Yeah, and the Planeteers. Oh, that's right. I never watched that show, so I didn't make that association. You're afraid we're going to get sued? No, I just. Planeteers. It just. Oh. Mouseketeers. It just. It sounds. Planeteers sounds kind of, uh, you know. Fruity. Yeah. Weren't there Planeteers in DC Continent? Weren't they the Tommy Tomorrow and the. Weren't they the Planeteers? Maybe, maybe. He was an agent of the Planeteers. But it feels almost Golden Age comics. I don't want to be sued by DC. Yeah. Or by the bankers of... Who owns Captain Planet? Uh, Ted Turner. BP, isn't it? Oh, no. Actually, they fight BP. Oh, yeah. You know, actually that was... Do you uh, think Captain Planet was like Ted Turner's way to impress Jane Fonda? Because it came out when he was kind of courting her, didn't he? Uh, it did. She's all environment. Uh, it, 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 and stuff. it was. It was one of his ways. The other thing is, a lot of people remember. Look, this. baby, I'm making environmental Not cartoon. Not a lot for of you. people remember this, but the original cast casting oh. of it was Tom Cruise. Yes, as Captain Planet, until he decided to make Days of Thunder, and then they, they felt they couldn't reconcile basically what was like an Exxon sponsored movie with Captain Planet, so he left. Mm. And then he started jumping on couches and going into science. Uh, almost a couple years later. Yeah, a couple years later. Yeah, yeah. I'm but just anyway. saying that's where it all started. Sure, right there. And with, Captain Planet with, had the worst hair. Dude, that mullet. Is that green mullet? It's like wasn't the it? green seaweed mullet. I mean, just. Uh, oh, what was Captain Planet either, too? Was he like a zombie? Because he's always like green and gray. And I don't know. I never watched the show. Did he ever? Did you watch it? Yes. Did he have a, like a, an alter ego? No. So he just kind of flew out of the... summoned by Wasn't he like an avatar can't, yeah. you know, yeah, brought into like, existence by them? I think I'd read a description yeah. of it once. Wasn't there they brought Gaia? Was a Gaia involved yeah. in that, too? Gaia? What? The Planeteers. You can be one, too. Wow. Saving our planet is the thing to do. Wow. See, she Thank is you, archivist. You are. <laughs> totally. Um, okay. And you doubt your contribution? <laughs> I know. I, I am I'm blown away. Yeah. Probably the one person to ever watch that show. That's great. So. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Many people did. I think it lasted a while. It wasn't like on TBS, though. It was on like Ted Turner's network. I never it? watched it. So. Oh, okay. I, I just saw the pictures and I went, who is this guy? And there so. were action figures, too, weren't they? In my house. Made of petroleum products. <laughs> My house says always, isn't there anything else on? <laughs> like, we watch something else. That's yeah. So I understand. Terrible. Terrible. Yeah. In fact, I, yeah. I blame them all. Them all? I said I blamed them all. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or, or Lamal? I blamed Jamal. <laughs> okay. Let's talk comics this week, shall we? Okay. Um, Let's. Okay. From Boom, uh, we got. I got a preview copy, and Lon uh, looked over tonight, so. And I actually a- gave it. Seven pages? Eight pages? Well, I, I gave it... Further than you usually do. I'm going to give say you some better for that. I read the six, but then I skimmed the rest. That was a totally rest. different book. Yeah, I skimmed the, r- the rest. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, the six. The six. Six um, is what... But uh, I know Rick's uh, in suspense. What book could they be talking about? Um, Dracula, The Company of Monsters. Uh, number one from Boom Studios, written by Kurt, Kurt Buschek and uh, scripted... Curdy B wrote that? Curdy B wrote that. Oh. You call him Curdy B? I don't think anybody actually calls him that. Well, you don't know him like I do. Do you know him? No. Okay. I'm just saying you don't know him like I do. Uh, Yeah, anyway. um, What caught my attention was a Dan Brereton cover. I love Dan Brereton art, so it was one of the the alternate covers. And I think he... 
I don't think he inked himself, so it has a. It's recognizable. Well, I would hope not. Hope he inked the yes, cover. Yes, I know. It, it, yes, funny, funny. Um, <laughs> Dan, it, it it looked like Dan Burton art recognizably. Oh, somebody just put something cold on my neck. Is that lawn? Sorry, song? what? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, an ice cold Sprite can. That was nice. Anyway, um, and I thought that. Never mind. Anyway, so. Uh, what what intrigued me to read it was just that I thought well, like everybody's got to do their Dracula. It's like everybody, sure. you know. And well, and let's come out with full he's disclosure public domain too. Now, so. Well, in full disclosure, although it's it's vaguely related, of course, that I have a story in Bela Lugosi's Tales from the Grave, but there is no actual Dracula story in that yet. Although they will be serializing an adaptation of the original novel using Bela Lugosi's image in it, like oh, starting in issue two, I think. So it'll be the first time the drag that that'll be told that way. With, you How know. many different? Uh, sorry to take a little detour. No, here. no, no, do. How many different? Uh, okay, I want to test the Zorlack here. How many different uh, cinematic screen versions of Dracula have there been? Go. Good luck. Start with uh, Bela Lugosi. Was okay, he the first? I saw the vein burst. And I'm talking. I'm not talking like Nosferatu. Uh, I'm just talking. Okay, although Nosferatu Dracula. is Dracula, is he? And, and he couldn't get the and they couldn't get the rights, so they changed it to. Changed the, the to Nosferatu, but it is the plot. Oh, okay. it, was, it started out as a Dracula script, yeah. um, but isn't but so Nosferatu this, and like Vlad the Impaler aren't the same person, right? No, but even the novel Dracula, and, the, and it's funny you bring that up because this comic, the uh, the Company of Monsters, does that tying it back into Vlad the Impaler, right. which is which never not. said in the novel, never explicitly said whatsoever. How come Steve never puts his cold ones up to my neck? Oh dear. It's like, could you tell the difference between Coke and Sprite? I couldn't at that point, no. <laughs> it was just a can on my neck, man. Um, so anyway, you know, they go back and they keep flashing back and forth to the historical time period. And the novel really doesn't ever say that. It's just... Mm. No, that's a, just a historical That's this, the, the people have tied in after the fact. And I think that's kind of funny tourist to kind of follow up with, like, what we were doing on the Bacon panel about what kind of e- evil is there. It's like we've added that backstory. When you just read the novel Dracula, he's just an evil vampire. Yeah. It's not like, oh, and here's what why he did this. Uh, you know, and he's even 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 when the Francis Ford Coppola adaptation, the one with Gary Oldman, which was called Bram Stoker's Dracula, added so much of that backstory that just wasn't there. Mm-hmm. You know, but we've got it, you know, it's actually a love story. Dracula had his heart broken and he vomited blood, uh, you know, until he died. Yeah. Uh, it's a great image. Um you haven't seen that? Stephanie just made this face. Like, haven't you seen Bram Stoker's Dracula? Like, he goes, oh, there's a huge blood vomit spout comes out yeah. and, like, washes all over the It's a very classy altar. movie. It's just Sounds. bizarre. <laughs> yeah. Um, like when he's walking down the street in his top hat and red glasses. Uh, yeah. What? Trying yeah. to blend It's good. In. I've crossed oceans of time to be with you. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, I need an overactor. Get me Gary Oldman. Yes. Um, anyway, so you've got that. You've got, you've got Bela Lugosi. You have, I can't remember the name of the actor, but but during the day, this is a great thing, during the day they filmed the English language version, and uh, they yeah. brought in a Mexican cast at night, and using they shot the same sets, and so using right. the exact same sets and the same script translated into Spanish, so the Spanish language version exists as well, and apparently the Spanish language w- version is like really disturbingly sexy in ways that um, yeah. you couldn't do. Well, the Spanish language. Oh, absolutely. It was, it was, the, it was the Dracula of love. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Flimsier Dra- night. I'm sorry. Dracula de amor. And, amor. Uh, amor. Amor. Okay. Uh, so there's that. Um, there were several sequels. Do you want me to count sequels? No, no, no. Let's okay, just... but that. Okay, then Christopher Lee, if you uh, want to say the horror of Dracula. He was actually... The hammer, a hammer revival. Jack Palance played it on television once. Um... 
So how many have done three so far, right? I've done uh-huh, okay. four so far. We've got okay. Spanish-language version. Keep going. Right. You're good. Then uh, Louis Jordan did it for the BBC. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, you're which going was international. Excellent. Okay. It, no, but that's, that's, that's probably the best actual adaptation of the story there is. Interesting. Uh, with okay. Frank Finley as uh, Van Helsing. And it's great. Um, you know your bloodsuckers. Keep going. Yeah, Frank Langella yep, in the John right. Badham film, uh, so 1978. Actually, a pretty good movie. Yeah, that's a, but by it's, most people. Yeah, uh, based because he'd done the stage show, which was really campy. Yeah, and then uh, and then the movie is not campy at all. Oh. It's really um, intense and scary. So I'm up he's to, a very strong. Val- yeah. Gra- so I'm up vampire. to up to six there. Okay. Uh, and then you say Gary Oldman in uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Um, and so these are all we're counting as vague adaptations of the original novel, not Wasn't, sequels. Wasn't uh, George Hamilton Dracula? Well, Love at First Bite. Was he Dracula or somebody He was else? Dracula. Oh, yeah. okay. He good. was Dracula. So, I mean, if you want to go with all the different people all that have parodies. played Dracula, that's different. Because yeah. John Carradine has <laughs> played him in House of Dracula. Yeah. Um, and there are a lot of movies that have nothing to do with the actual original story, but there's plenty, you know, plenty of ties in. So, House of Dracula. Anybody so in the last? Eight, and and last? Gerard Butler in uh, Dracula 2000. Mm-hmm. Which was a good idea, completely blown. What about Leslie Nielsen? And Dracula, Dracula dead, dead and, and loving it. it. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I wasn't counting that because it was a parody film, but you know, the, and, yeah. and it, but it's a parody of Fran, of Bram Stoker's Dracula. And then that's it. Have we really had anything since Dracula two thousand? You're forgetting uh, one important uh, franchise. Okay, I don't know the actors. I think it's. If you say Robert Pat- Pattinson, I'm just going to no. Kick it. Uh, did, wasn't there a Dracula in Blade three? I think it's like there was. I think it's Dominic, yes. Trent, it Dominic, the guy Purcell that was Dominic Purcell, the guy that was on Prison Break, yeah. and and John Doe uh, was That's Dracula the listener in the, uh, Blade <laughs> Trinity. Yes, mm-hmm. I I kind of tend to forget that one existed. I just wanted to ch- test your door lacking. That was my favorite cast of all of all three uh, Blade movies, and it was such the a worst waste. story. It was the worst story. Hmm. Uh, again, one of those. You know what I like best potential. about that movie? Putting the blind girl in charge of security to watch the like cameras and stuff. Good call, guys. Yeah. Good call. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or like when Jessica Biel goes into battle, she puts on her iPod. Well, yeah, because you need all your senses to fight the vampires. Yeah. So why don't you play some hard rock and why don't you just yeah or some bad well, you know, techno? That, that, but you know that's that same flaw happened in the Daredevil movie where that's what Matt Murdock, whose senses have been heightened, his hearing has been heightened, every morning gets up and blasts um, speed metal. Right, but it's to drown out all the other sounds from the oh, the white noise theory. N- well, it's yeah, it's to basically drown out all the noise, noise from the theory. city. Yeah. Okay, I guess that oh, you know now that suddenly makes sense. I'm gonna have to watch the movie again. Like I said about that Daredevil movie, it has parts that make sense. Yeah. Sorry to take the detour. Let's go back to Company of, of Monsters. Monsters. Um, Hated it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> 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 now that we've got all the Zorlakian moment. Well, I just think it's interesting. Like, every company has to have, to have their attack ta- ta- at Vampires Dracula. are hot right now, dude. You got to yeah. go for it. Yes, it's true. So, um, And isn't, so isn't you, technically Dracula in the public domain? Yes, so he is. So everybody, anybody can write a Dracula story. Well, even I noticed Marvel is bringing back and doing kind of the... Um, high quality edition reprints of, of Tomb of Dracula now. Well, isn't that because of the X-Men? It, it, oh, maybe. It led but, into it. But I had, like, you know, I, now that I've gone ahead and gotten all the essential Tomb of Dracula, black and white, then finally they did the nice color round. And it's like. They serialized a very close adaptation of the book, of the novel. A couple I years ago, Dick didn't Giordano they? Giordano did the art for it. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, or, but the whole. Before he died. Roy Thomas, I think. Yeah. yeah but I think the whole reason Marvel's, or Marvel's doing it, I think, is because Dracula's the main villain in the 
Curse of the X-Men storyline, I think, right? Well, he died. Yeah. He was killed. He was, it's the vampires that are now out of control yeah. because he was kill- he was betrayed. Yeah. So anyway, let's get back to this. So the Boom Studios take. Um, you read the whole thing? I did read the whole thing. Do you want my review first or your review first? Um, let's go yours. Uh, okay, well, remember, okay, when I did go through it, I was actually quite intrigued by the opening of the story because they do go back to the Vlad the Impaler you know, style uh, and establish history. him as a you know, as a as real a badass. badass. Yeah, um, yeah. but the thing is, is but because uh, of maybe the art style or some of the coloring or, or drawings, I had to come back and and go wait, Derek, what's going on here? Because it, I don't think it was too clear in its explanation of mm-hmm. what was going on. Because at one point they start it's a lot the story. of murky coloring too. I'm gonna sure, but they start the story talking about the Sultan. And then it's focusing on, they keep saying he and then, and, and I'm not sure, are they talking about the Sultan or Vlad or whatever? It was a little confusing. And then when the artwork comes in, um, you know, you're not sure. It didn't help in its storytelling. Yeah. Yeah. And then, flash cut or quick cut to modern day, and there's this corporate something or other going on, which I didn't really follow, and I got kind well, of Well, he was translating the history. So what you had just read was what he was actually just right. reading. okay. So, um, and apparently he works for a company. For a, he's he's kind of been um, main character, I guess. Yeah. Well, yeah, he he's <laughs> so it's comp- nepotism. He has a job at this multinational company. Company of Mon- monsters is a play on words, right? And his and the CEO has gotten very interested in mysticism and is, you know, clearly, and it's not a spoiler to say, it is clearly he's working towards. He's had this guy learning. Uh, these ancient languages so he could translate all these texts and figuring out that Dracula was real and how do you revive him. And mm-hmm. so that's he's going to try to resurrect Dracula. I mean, the cover gives that away, uh, or the main cover gives that away. So you sense, you know, you know so it's, it goes back and forth to kind of establish that Dracula's badass, but also do these sort of, oh, you know, maybe he wasn't such a bad guy thing. So I'm not sure where they're going to head with that first issue. Uh, I would agree with you. I don't think the art is as strong in the storytelling as it should be um, for a story that is kind of intriguing as an idea, but I don't think the art, though competent, helps. It hasn't. It's not terrible. It's not terrible. It's not art. terrible at all. It's just kind of, uh, like I said, with art style, like maybe a couple of the choices, meaning like, um, you know, for example, in the beginning they have Vlad the Impaler wearing like a, a big red cape, and it's one of the things that you kind of, you're able to distinguish the Vlad character in in the different panels because he's the one wearing the red cape, but he's also fighting the, the soldiers who are wearing these bright red smocks that are the same color. So maybe it's the colorist issue. Maybe it's not yeah, an art issue. Yeah. Because then later when they show Vlad getting uh, beheaded, right? You know, meeting his final fate, he's getting beheaded by the people in the red smocks, but you're not sure if, like, Wait, is he getting beheaded by his own people, or is is it him getting killed? You know, so there's some confusion in the art. I don't want to say the art was bad because the art's actually pretty good. It was just kind of the choices. So, the, like you know, the, the art direction I think got a problem. So, okay, I, that was my I, issue. I think that's fair. I mean, it's a style that I'm seeing. We're getting we're getting a lot of these now. That they're almost. It reminds me of like uh, Mark Wheatley. You know, back who was bigger in the '80s, uh, and almost Joe Staten-esque too. Kind of, there's something a little bit cartoony about it. It's kind of flat and a little more angular and flat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and you know, Kill Shakespeare does. It. Andy Belanger does that. Um, you know, and Kill Shakespeare, and I like that. However, it's just 
when I see a bunch of books looking like that, now it's becoming kind of a tired style to me. Mm. I, I that like, kind of happens on comics. Yeah, I, mean, I know, I know. Once an artist you know. gets popular, everybody starts. You yeah, know, everybody yeah. goes. I want you to draw like this guy. Yeah, and, and I don't think it was. Con- I don't think it's conscious. I don't think that Kill Shakespeare, for example has been in existence long enough for people to go, oh, let's get somebody that draws like Andy. I think a lot of people have been developing that style at the same time. It's just that that was the first book I picked up that looked like that, and now I'm seeing others. It's kind of like, okay. you know. So what was your take on it real fast? Uh, well, I, I, I'm, you know, it's easy for me to say. I'm going to continue because, well, Boom always sends me the PDFs. So um, I'm going to see it through. Uh, it's Were you just, intrigued, though, by the story? I was story? intrigued by the story a, a, a little bit. <laughs> not as no, you know, not as much as well, I that, wanted. That to was be. a great, uh, great endorsement. A little bit. I was intrigued by the story. story. A little, a little bit. bit. Not as much as I wanted <laughs> to be, um, because I don't. I think we've gone. We've cycled through enough of the, and hopefully I'll be proven completely wrong. I think they're going to make the Dracula is like misunderstood, and that the comp, the company is going to be that modern uh, modern CEOs and corporations are far more evil than anything Dracula ever did. You know, and I think. It's not going to just go the standard, well, this is a corporation who bit off more than it they could chew. chew. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. Okay. And, and so what I'm sticking with is the idea that maybe they'll surprise me. But I but I feel like there's too much. But it says Company of Monsters. Yes. So. I just feel there's too much apologizing for Dracula when it's like, But you do, know. do you think it's going to lead into other monsters besides Dracula? Oh, or? he's probably just the first one, yeah. yeah. Well, then that would be cool, too. Unless we look, and the monsters are us, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, don't you understand? Is, though, we are yeah, the Walking you can only Dead. Do that if that's the end of the series, but, yeah. that's <laughs> yeah. but the thing is, though, did the main character grab you? I mean, did any of the like other characters grab? Like, nothing really. I st- certainly identify with the main character, kind of like being pushed around, and you know, really? that's just yeah, this is my. Because to me, it felt like uh, <laughs> so. it just felt like the main storyline was the Vlad. When well, we Paler resurrected thing, so. Derek, what, he was, I. Uh, my head was encased in honey and stuffed with garlic. It was, it was weird, and yet strangely comfortable. Okay, so uh, let's move on. So uh, that's our sort of lukewarm recommendation of the week. Um, uh, I'll just talk about actual comics right now that are upcoming, maybe. Um, which is I wanted to follow up with the. Well, we didn't get a lot of comics this week, right? Um, I've got a big stack, but oh yeah, that's the big thing. Is Diamond had some sort of, and this is what they say, a vague accident. Which always affects, as Steve complained, uh, the manager here, whenever Diamond has a problem shipping, it always affects the West Coast, but the East Coast always gets their comics, no matter what. Um, but something out of the Los well, Angeles... because all the comics, don't they all yeah, get, from the West come Coast. from the East Coast? I'll admit, the East Coast sucks, so there's got to be something to keep people back. Wow, wow. Don't we just have a, a writer from Connecticut? I mean, that... Well, guess who's... We're going to stop <laughs> collecting money after there's enough money for you and I right. to go see Spider-Man okay. on the Dark. That's okay. Rick can pay for... He will pay for a hotel I'll, for himself I'll anyway. I'll take my regular place. Because I love the East Coast. <laughs> I love all Americans. You do. Thank you, Sarah Palin. Um, anyway. Uh, so there's Look, my, Derek, don't retreat. Reload. Okay, so apparently... There's been a delay then in a lot of books being shipped. And, we're, and of course, now we've kind of moved our spot in the store. We're now sort of in the back by the new comics. And uh, so about 17 Marvel books did not ship to stores. But when you look at that rack, do you really check s- out that rack? Do you really sense an absence of Marvel products? I see Iron Man, I see Wolverine, 
I, I mean, there's there's no no the Captain America is there. I see Anne Rice, female force. I see Bobby. I see Julie. No. Yeah, and uh, Secret Warriors is they, up there. They Fantastic did, Four. They did sell out of the Taylor Swift biographical comic. What? Yeah, sorry. What? You so, didn't put it on your poll list. Line. I didn't. I, I, you know. Taylor Swift all. It's on mine. Darn but it. I think there's still time. You could probably order the Justin Bieber one. Now you know what you got Bieber fever. Don't you know you? what sucks about reading the Taylor Swift one? Every time you're about to finish, Kanye West comes and takes it out of your hands. So it's terrible. That's I was re- really hoping there was relevant, a better right? joke than that. That's still relevant, right? <laughs> no, I don't know. Um, anyway, uh, so you don't really you don't really notice that. Uh, so apparently, there'll be on the West Coast. We'll get a whole bunch of Marvel books next week, and who knows? It just means there's more and more of that. Um, I, like I, somebody did a breakdown of Diamond Orders this, this this month for the August previews, and uh, like for October books, it's like eight different Thor titles. Wow! Do you really want eight different Thor books? I can hardly deal with one. I do. Do you? I want the many hammers of Thor. <laughs> Is that a ball peen? <laughs> Cooper's hammer, sledge. Okay, uh, that, that's I would, a story like a sl- arc. I would like a sledgehammer. Like, comic like he like hits like something that's indestructible, and his hammer splits into seven mighty other weapons. Each one a different color, representing a different emotion. And then it's the battle to get them all back together. Oh, the mighty the what the many hammers of Thor. Thor. You can have it, Marvel. Go ahead. Casada. Maybe, maybe Curdy B can read. Although right. I think they just had their writers retreat for the year, so maybe we're, maybe we're one weekend too late. Well, you know what? There's Sorry, always next Lon. year. I'm, Bendis might listen. You know, uh, you never know. You never know. The many hammers of Thor, indeed. Uh, and speaking of the many, out of the one, we've talked about how la- in the last few week- months, really, how uh, Golden Age comics are like still the best investment. How Action Comics has gone up to like 1.5. Was that 1.5 million? Was the last that's one? That's what the last one's called. Okay, for. there's a de- detective number 27 going out, going on the block that may now they're thinking may get two. So they're just going to keep ramping. And if that's a little too pricey, there has now become a market on the uh, on auction houses for individual pages from Action Comics number one because there may not be uh, any mint copies left that are in your price range. But if you can afford seven thousand dollars for a page of now, see, what I want to know Leaping a tall is, building in a single bound. There, you go. there it is. What I want to know is how... I, I mean, I, I guess maybe the auction house must verify it, but how can you verify a single page is from a, a real, authentic... You know what I mean? Because the whole book, you can you can tell if it's a mint copy... Or not a mint copy, but a, an authentic, original mm-hmm. version. But, like, just... Single pages like that. Wouldn't those be easy, uh, like easier to for, uh, counterfeit? You know, I don't know. It's a good question. Um, because, because like I've seen and like Google ads that have shown up on 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 Fanboy Planet for like comic book restoration. So I followed one just to see like, well, what does that do? And and there are companies that are like, if you have a cover that's torn, they'll they'll put it carefully, carefully, carefully put in back that corner, and they'll reproduce the art. And it still gets graded for I, you know I don't know what the grading is how you can tell that are they carbon dating these comics is there a certain shade of yellow they're supposed to be if they're authentically you can chemically treat paper and determine it's uh, it's or you know the and the amount of pulp that would be in it back for that time but mm-hmm. you know that takes a lot of money though. Rick used to have a sideline forging uh, gold mm. age comics. actually I was in a discussion I know about, a guy about the authentication this afternoon um, really oh because yeah. you're an eBay guy yeah. yeah. So that actually makes sense. Wow. Yeah. Tell us. 
How much? Well, we were supposed we were mostly doing sports memorabilia and stuff, but there are companies that will certify and. Do you and have a Joe Slobotnik? No, he's my favorite player. No, I was looking at um, Barry Bonds actually, uh, just because I thought I thought I'd be able to find not more things there. Yeah, not I know. It's okay. He was a he, he played sports in San Francisco. Um, oh, we're not going to go any further. I've seen musicals there. There you go. Um, so, anyway. <laughs> Uh yeah, so uh, it's up there. It's just kind of interesting to me. And if anybody has an insight, listeners, write in. Tell me what can you do to to authenticate. I don't know. Um, I imagine it goes to the same people who authenticate and CGC. And certify, yeah, the CGC. Maybe I don't yeah. know. I you know, but uh, how, but I think long reason. How do you tell for sure that that's the? Uh, to me, it does make sense. It's easier to tell like a complete book. This mm-hmm. is everything. If it's, you bought an incomplete book that was missing a page or something and forged it put, to get it in there so you could have a complete book, you know, be, that's that's a viable yeah. thing to increase the value yeah. of and it. And again, if it's a really way oversized copy, you got the 1971 reprint. <laughs> yeah. I think I have right. one, actually. Yeah. With a golden uh, frame cover. Yes, I yeah. loved those. First issue special or yeah. something. I can't remember what they, what they called it, yeah. but oh, I, I love that. I have a hardbound version of Wiz number two from oh. Wiz? Wiz Comics were Captain Marvel's first appearance. Oh, Wiz okay. Comics number two. I don't know if I could buy anything that had a Wiz in the comic. I know, but it's funny. Know. I have I have a stack of those at home because the, you, it's hard to store those things. So I've got the, the the Superman and the Batman and you know the Muhammad Ali one and all that, and, and then there's Harold Head. There was a huge Harold Head comic. You didn't read Harold Head? No. Oh, excellent, excellent book. <laughs> I was young. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, wow, man. Cool and uh, Berkeley drug references. Yeah, I I, I, I figured. Yeah, uh, but anyway, um, so uh, in upcoming books, uh, there's a group called uh, the superhero team called the Ninety Nine. Or and I asked you guys early before the podcast, like if you're familiar with it. Um, mm, no, it, 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 they are. It, it, Weren't those like the last mutants or something that that survived the apocalypse or something like that? That was the one. 198? No. The 198. Oh. Yes. Now, the Sorry. 99 uh, was created by uh, by uh, a psychologist who is actually uh, an Arab. What is up with Arab, the psychologist ri- writing our comics? Well, Wonder Woman was created by a psychologist. Yeah, and look how good that turned out. Well, it's all right. Uh, anyway, uh, he's an Arabic psychologist who has created this super team, the 99, and each one uh, uh, has a power that is somehow an expression of some kind of virtue in, in the Koran. And it has not sold super well here, or at least when I say here, in the mainstream direct market, but doing quite well in the Middle East, obviously, uh, in, in, in countries around the, around the world. I don't I'm know why you're so, scoffing at that. I'm sorry. I'm just imagining the villain quaking at fear at empathy coming at him. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, wow. Are you a, friend of Star, uh, a, f- a fan of Star Trek The Next Generation? I am. Have you ever yeah. been? Have you ever been hugged by Derek McCann? Deanna, but uh, my, Deanna, empathy, my empathy will destroy worlds. Okay, fine. What, what does that mean? Anyway, <laughs> yeah, empathy with when Troy. you care for somebody. When you care, you can, yeah. yeah. Well, that would be the power. That's they me. just hug. They hug they, it out. Isn't that what we want? Understanding, just a little. They usually want money. Oh, okay. Uh, anyway, so th- but DC is actually doing a crossover with the ninety nine in October. So um, I think it, it's going to give that a lot more mainstream. And they, I know they had done free comics; they were given away issues. And I've read a couple; they're they're really good. Stop so, laughing about this concept. So, so fifty two wasn't long enough. We got to go to ninety nine. Yeah, you've been sitting on that for minutes, really. No, okay, I just yeah, got okay. That. Oh, okay, okay. I didn't know it was coming to DC. Yeah, so. I know uh, they've done things to me on a weekly basis for the last couple of years. Which does remind me that they did officially uh, announce this week that Young Justice, the animated cartoon, is officially set in Earth-16. 
So they're setting aside an Earth for animated continuity because <laughs> they're going to do a Young Justice book that sets it aside. So Is there a list of where, of the Earths they've used so far? Not yet, but Grant Morrison will be doing that in Multiversity. Okay. Yeah. So, um, Oh, brother. Well, it excites me. Anyway, um, and i got a couple of follow-up things. Uh, first of all, that uh, in the... The annual car cast. Car had mentioned that Car D'Angelo had mentioned that at Comic Con DC announced they were canceling their uh, Johnny DC line. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I got a little bit of, a, of of an update that actually they are uh, they are canceling Super Friends definitely, which is the one based on the Fisher Price Pro- Fisher Price. I am having trouble pronouncing Fisher Price. I've got these diphthongs going. Um, anyway, uh, Fisher Price toy line, uh, which is even they've stopped calling it super friends now it's like part of they folded into the larger imagine next toy line so they don't even have that in the stores kids can't wouldn't recognize there's a batman doll but they wouldn't recognize that that was super friends um so they're canceling that and the writer of that charlie fisher who is as uh lum was just complaining is a child psychologist boo is uh going to keep your hands off of comics then write a relaunch of batman brave and the bold so i was very worried being that's the book that i buy for my son and we we read on a monthly basis that that book was going away and now i'm just gonna guess those issues very wordy what do you think no, because it's still aimed at a younger reader. I'm just saying. Um, just because you had a bad experience with a chi- child psychologist doesn't mean they're all bad. Look. I wish you'd had an experience with a child psychologist. Maybe we wouldn't be sitting here today with him. Well, I did have an experience with a child psychologist, oh, no. but not in the way you think. Right. right. And that wasn't a psychologist. He just she told drunk? you he was. Oh, no, it was a she. So. Oh. Yeah. She. Mm-hmm. Okay. Strong jawed and mustached. So, She's uh, very handsome. I'm, I'm sure. Anyways, that's, that relaunch is coming, I believe, in November. So it'll be interesting to see what what goes to why they feel the urge to relaunch. Because I don't think kids really care about the numbering. But <laughs> you know, Daddy, oh, it's a number. It's Daddy, a first this issue. This is Dad. seven. I already have a seven. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's mint. Um, Daddy, what's existentialism? And mean? Rick Burchett no. is coming back to draw it. So that's an artist I haven't seen whose work I haven't seen in a long time, and I remember enjoying him very much in the in the nineties. So very happy to see that. I wanted to update our story last week about Angel going to Dark Horse. So yes. uh, did does Dark Horse know yet? Dark Horse does know. Uh, Dark Horse was the one that announced it. It was IDW that was Pardon a little... Me, IDW. Uh, IDW uh, said that, no, they were aware it was happening. They just didn't know that Dark Horse was going to announce it in the pages of Riley. Uh, <laughs> so they were caught short. Uh, in November, uh, there'll be a kind of a, a six-issue arc of their IDW book, Angel, uh, called The Wolf, the Ram, and the Heart. Which will be co-written by Dave David Tishman, who we've had on the show, and would like yeah. to be. A, he said, told us he would like to be a guest on the show. I think David's going to be okay. I was a little worried that uh, he'd lose a job by going over to Dark Horse, but you know, he's he's writing a little book called True Blood, so I think that uh, you know, David's all right right now. He's he's going to be okay. He's writing a comic. Book. He's writing the comic book. Yes. Yeah. Well, there is no book called True Blood. Oh, yeah. And we're a, we're a comics podcast, Rick. I'll, I'd say novel. Okay, yeah. fine. Unless we're in graphic Well, novel. aren't they Sookie Stackhouse, though? They're, they're, they're the not, Sookie they're Stackhouse novels. True Blood. Yes. Charlene. Charlene Harris. Harris. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so David Tishman is, is co-writing the comic book ver- uh, adaptation, not adaptation, continuation of True Blood. Uh, Brand oh, new stories? I believe so. In and, continuity? In uh, well, can- uh, Stephanie, can- you read it. You bought it, at least. Did you read it? first one well I, it's I think just a different storyline okay so With the same characters too. right right but i mean yeah. it's a, but it is a story you can't get in the tv yes. tv series mm-hmm. which is has veered very wildly from the, from the stackhouse novels. so mm-hmm. um so that's that 
so anyway, they have announced that they're going to go all out. They're going to IDW will, will do a, finish up a Spike miniseries. They've got an Illyria four issue miniseries, and they're just going to say goodbye. What is interesting about the deal is it is friendly. Is that unlike like when Star Trek has changed from publisher to publisher. And when, as we know, with DC recently, Doc Savage has gone from publisher to publisher. Oh, yeah. Back and forth. IDW retains the rights to reprint in trade form everything they did oh. with Angel and Spike and any other characters set in that universe. So they get those. They, they can keep those trade paperbacks in, in, in print and still be making money from that. Good. Whereas then Dark Horse picks up because Dark Horse wanted the Angel license back because apparently Joss Whedon was going to have Angel and Spike have a lot more to do in Buffy Season 9. So when they finish what is officially Season 8, they'll take a couple months break, and then everything gets relaunched, and then we may officially have what uh, Joss Whedon will call Angel Season 6. As opposed to right now when we just have Angel and Spike showing After up the fall. in the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So really making it a, a tighter story storyline and, and pulling it together better. So there's that. No word yet on who's writing that, but Dark Horse seems to be, you know, that's Joss Whedon's crew and his brother is, you know, like doing the fire. Jed? Uh, Zach? Wow, oh, there's Jed. a Jed. There's right. There's three. There's Jed, wow, Jed Joss, and Zach. They're like the bushes. Ouch. What? That's, that's, that's hurtful. There's three brothers. What They're they powerful. They you? What? Neil, Jeb, and, and George W.? Isn't there another one? I'm thinking Billy, but that's a nephew. Mm. Um, so... Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, and then at uh, <coughs> last weekend there was a Wizard World. And they're not called Wizard Worlds anymore because they don't want people to know that Wizard's still involved. Uh, a Comic Con, a comic convention in Chicago. I believe that was the C two E two show, and comic comic books and entertainment expo, um, which a lot of comics creators did go to. Um, the biggest guest of honor, celebrity wise, was Rod Blagojevich. So, what? So the concept, yeah, disgraced Illinois governor, right? That's I why would to he think be a guest as a celebrity? It hurts me. It hurts me. It it's really, like saying, you know, unless he's going to be like on the cover of Marvel with Spider-Man or something, then maybe <laughs> Spider-Man carrying him in the. Oh across my the city god, that's how, that's how one moment in time ends. Mm. <laughs> it's like, uh, an alternate universe where. You know what? Who Blagojevich became president? You know who Blagojevich could play in uh, a comic book movie? Max Lord. Ooh, that'd be. Uh, he's not. He's not charismatic enough. He could play Arcade. He's got the. Wow, head. that really is good. <laughs> That's really good. Although, you know who my first choice for Arcade would be? No, Jack Black. Yeah, Jack Black would make a good Arcade. Mm-hmm. Make it happen. Okay. Okay, I, comic gods. I can do that. Um, but anyway, out of there, Ape Entertainment announced that they were uh, going to be doing a Black Dynamite comic based on the uh, black exploitation parody right. film that Michael Jai White. Uh, I never saw wrote. that. Was it good? Uh, so it actually, weirdly, coincidentally, while that announcement was being made, I was actually watching the movie. Wow! I, I had How strange. Uh, I had gone to the library on Saturday. I had been called up to my grandmother's, and so I thought, well, I, I will watch something in the evening after she goes to bed. What would grandma like to see? No, yeah. no, no, no. I wasn't going to make her watch Black Dynamite, but I saw that they had it, and I went, oh, I, I never did get to see that. I, it, I it had been on on demand for a while, and I missed it. Oh. And so, though I sadly did not miss Stan Helsing. I th- uh, so I watched that. And is that on, no on good? Demand. Oh my god, that, Lon, bad, huh? that is horrible! Wow. You have to watch it because I want you to share <laughs> with me how bad that movie is. Really, 
Mm-hmm. No, I'm serious. You have to go rent that now. Uh, no, I do. I do love Diora Baird. So uh, I no, it is horrible. I would watch it for her. I I couldn't believe how bad that movie was. It made the guys that did disaster movie look like semi competent filmmakers. Oh wow! Yeah, that that's uh, that's how bad it is. Um, They're not really filmmakers though. They're opportunists. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, parasites on at your local multiplex. Pop culture parasites. Oh, probably. awful. Yeah, go good. Yeah. Anyway, um, what was it? Where was I? Anyway, yeah, Black Boyevich. Uh, oh, no, Black, Black, Dynamite. Black Dynamite was. Um, Black it's, all, it's almost too effective a, par- uh, a parody. It's like it looks so much like an actual black exploitation film, and I even watched the extras, and they said like they were trying very hard not to do like overt bad jokes that called attention to it. But that's what those films did. I mean, well, no, it, it's like what we were talking about with Machete. How like those movies that we like, those B movies. They, the What's film that movie called again? Machete. Oh, okay. That they were they were thinking that they were doing the best they could on the budget they could, and then oftentimes mistakes couldn't get fixed because they didn't have the budget to go back and redo right, it. Right. So you know to actually do that on purpose is kind of weird. It's not really funny so much as just like no, these guys really were trying. Yeah. You know, um, and so they're trying to make that look authentic, and it looks authentic, but it wasn't really as funny as I'd hoped it would be. There were funny people in it, but it wasn't... Is it meant to be funny? Yes. Okay. I was thinking more along the lines of the dialogue that they'd be... Because every time he walks in and he says, I'm Black Dynamite, then, you know, the the, the theme song goes, Black Dynamite! And you see him, the introduction to him is he's making love to three women simultaneously. Neither which too far off the mark from the original one. Not the way this is. Okay. So there are three women. Oh, should I describe this and lose our family? No. There's three women lying side by side, and you see them all bouncing on the bed. And then you cut to him, and he's bouncing. So it's clearly, you know, like he's actually, like he has three members. Um, like he has three dynamites. There's <laughs> okay. three dynamite sticks. So uh, at the same time and, yeah. and you know that's probably the most effective actual joke because then he said you're going to leave his black dynamite? He says shh you'll wake the other beaches mm-hmm. up. And, uh, so beaches with Barbara Hershey. Beaches with Barbara Hershey. He's got these videotapes of beaches lying everywhere. He doesn't want to wake them. Did you ever know that you were my hero? She says you're the wing beneath Right. You're the wing but what? The wing beneath my the wind. wind beneath <laughs> and <laughs> And uh, anyway, uh, you're the wang beneath my. So chum. yeah, Phil Morris is the, is in there as a, a Black Panther leader, and uh, yeah, it is, yeah, it, it's hard on. to describe. Yeah, anyway, but so they're going to do that. At the same time, rumor has it they're also licensing Sesame Street for a comic book adaptation, Ape Entertainment. So I thought that was an interesting licensing strategy to go from Black Dynamite to Sesame Street. But as yeah. I pointed out earlier, maybe Gordon can be in both. <laughs> Because he's black. Is Fractal wow, Rock thanks. still being produced? By Archaea Comics, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But that was, I, I mean, that's the same kind of frantic, uh, quick short bits that. Uh, I don't know. I never watched Fraggle Rock. Wait, I thought you said they were doing. Uh, and Care Bears. And Care Bears. You left out yeah. Care Bears. Oh, sorry. And the rumors they're going to do that uh, Ape and Him is going to do Muppet a Care Bear show. comic. That was the other one. But that's by Boom Studios. Right. And Sesame Street and Muppet Show, two different properties. I know, I know, I know. Owned by two different companies. But I wouldn't have bet on either one of them as a. That's as true. A and Boom Studios did a fantastic job yeah. with the Muppet Show. Yeah, absolutely. I so highly recommend. How come they don't send? How come you don't send me those PDFs? I would read those. Of the Muppet Show. Yeah. 
Uh, all right. Okay. All right. Come over some night. We'll just, okay. uh, we'll just open right. up PDFs on my computer. And uh, really, I, I, oh, did, I did try. You know, Boomer said I could distribute to you guys, and I've tried that, and you haven't read them. So you know, I didn't get any Muppet Show ones. Uh, yeah, early on. Yeah. Yeah. Did I? Yeah. That's uh, I, I must have. Yeah. Thanks. I get so many emails from you that I don't even know what. Each and every one is important. All right. I guess I'm gonna start reading them now. Jeez. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Okay, let's talk movies. Um, so, the first of the Disney Marvel co-productions seems to actually be moving forward. There had been a rumor that they actually Disney had hired somebody to write a Doctor Strange script, but uh, it now looks like they've hired a guy named Rich Wilkes who wrote the Triple X, uh, the Vin Diesel movie. Awesome, right? Uh, to uh, script, I like the first one, Iron Fist. So hmm. now you're a you know, lawn, I believe, is a Fairly I'm a fisty. But, I go yeah. all the way back to uh, the first books. What? Well, fisty's better than the other way it could be. I guess. <laughs> oh, uh, that's what all Iron Fist fans are called. Fisties? Fisties, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm I a nifty fisty. So, uh, <laughs> um, here's the thing about Iron Fist. You're going to do a good Iron Fist movie. It can't be under a Disney umbrella. I don't know. I mean, here's the way I think they might go with it. Is make it kind of a nat- national treasure, kind of a, you know, go to what was the Shen La or you Kung Lung, Kung Lung or whatever, you know, do it, do it, you know, the family adventure kind of thing. They get lost. He grows up in this magical Kung La, learns karate and has Kung Lung. I just said it. Yeah. Whatever. And uh, you're a look, real fisty. I'm a fisty. <laughs> you're okay? a fan. So uh, you just like wearing the yellow slippers. Uh, you haven't seen my chest tattoo, have you? No, I have. But anyways, uh, I can't say it's when a birthmark. No, anyways, um, so that's where I see them going is making it kind of like Emperor or was a Mummy Three, King of the Emperor's Tomb or whatever. You know, make it like a. Yeah, I can't uh, remember you know, what the subtitle of that movie whatever. was. No, I know oh. it's just funny. It was you know what I mean? Yeah. But I kind of see it like it because like. Shen Kung or whatever is that that city is in like you know the middle of the snow. Now you're just doing that to tick me off. What? <laughs> it's 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 not in the middle of the snow. It's actually it's almost like Brigadoon. It only it's only appears on Earth every now and then. Right, but they have to go through the snow. In, it's like what what is it? Asia? Asia? It's, yeah. his, it's his family and his father's. But but they always they like uncle, I they have to go to like the, the remotest parts of China, Tibet, or, Tibet or something yes. like that. Yeah, and. Uh, find the ancient city of Xing King and um, and then they go <laughs> I'm so hungry for Chinese food right now stop it and, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah so that's what I see happening is them doing it like a just kind of a cheesy martial arts movie where I would like to see them do it like kind of a gritty darker almost kind of like you know like a Van Damme movie or something you know what I mean like just a bad like well, so and you're, you're saying Van Damme movie, you're so. saying it, you know it's Disney we don't know what Disney I mean because Disney has done well let me ask, let movies. me ask you one thing what, what what is the most recognizable thing about Iron Fist? His Iron Fist? Mm, no, the yellow mask. The, the yellow mask. The yellow mask. And here's the thing: they're going to do an Iron Fist movie, and I will almost bet you dollars of donuts he will never wear the mask. It'll all be about just some guy and his powerful fist, and that's what I don't want to see. Okay, well, I might offer up a possibility that we also know that there's there's they keep talking about a Luke Cage movie. So if you did those separately, if Disney did what um, Marvel and Paramount have been doing with the other films, you know, building up towards the Avengers, could they not do an Iron Fist, a Luke Cage movie, and then maybe even a Shang-Chi 
and Heroes for Hire. And then do a Heroes for Hire. See, they should just start with a Heroes for Hire movie and then go back. That way you could go backstories. Like, that's what. If you start with a Heroes for Hire movie and Mm -hmm. establish Luke Cage and Iron Fist. Then you can do an Iron Fist pre, or you know, uh, origin movie on its own instead of doing an Iron Fist movie first and then trying to tie it together with the street smart savvy, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. It just it doesn't work in that direction. You got to do it. You got to do it, you know, backwards. I think you can't do it. Although that would be breaking the mold of what traditionally gets done. And oh, I, I understand. And I Everything's it. an origin movie, but yeah. I think artistically that's the best way to do it. Is have this mystery karate master who. You know, has a you know a bunch of money and you know is pretty good in a fight with this other street. You know, I mean that's Iron Fist. You know those those gritty like urban stories they told like in the early. But the one that but the one that really got me was the Matt Fraction. That's exactly the recent one, and that's the very well. That's probably what they're going to go off of. And I would I would love to see that. I would tell a short origin and then meld that into his time in the in the city and then go in the fraction uh, conquest contest we'll see. champion. We'll see. I mean, this is Disney. Disney and the writer of Triple X. So Are you I, I get don't the know. Matt Fraction I, version. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, further in Marvel movie news, and this is just for our listener Bill, I guess. You know, uh, Brian Singer gave an interview or called Harry Knowles. Uh, any cool news and and talked because Brian Singer has been producing, even though he's not directing X Men First Class. Brian Singer never calls me anymore. No, he doesn't. That's a shame. Oh, did he ever? No, but we had a very exclusive, or not exclusive, extensive talk at Comic-Con 2001. I've had a couple of talks with Brian yeah. Singer. He's a really nice guy. He was very nice, very sweet. Yeah. Yes. That's and, what I'm, I'm being honest. And, and uh, anyway, um, anyway uh, he talked about the about the, the plans for a first class, and said there's been some confusion. And, and I guess it's understandable, although anybody who understands the plot does realize that it's not based on, even though keeping the title, not based on the Marvel comic that had been recently X-Men First Class, written by Jeff Parker, which is an excellent kid's book, or rather younger reader book, family-friendly. Uh, can't recommend that one enough as far as getting that in trade paperback. Give it to your kid. They like the X-Men. That's the one. No Wolverine, but, you know, Wolverine's really not a family-friendly character no matter how many times Disney puts him in the mouse ears. Um, he keeps cutting them off, and they keep growing back. So, um, anyway, it... it First class is going to be set in the 1960s, and that Brian Vaughn is taking sort of a Bond villain design look for it. So it's going to be a swing in 60s, almost Austin Powers ish oh, set design thing. And I kind of like that idea because years ago they were talking about doing that with Fox with um, Fantastic Four. That they were going to just leave them in the 60s and talk about them as the celebrity superheroes and make it. There was a screenplay version of Peyton Reed, the guy that directed Down with Love with Ian yeah, McGregor. I remember that. I love that movie. I would have loved to have seen that version of the Fantastic Four. Yeah, but how Four. well did that movie do? N- not well. Right. No, I, I know. But I, I, just, I love that movie. I just think that's the kiss of death to a series. It's I just too much so. of a novelty to, to do that. And then where do you go with that? Next, hey, now they're in the 70s. Yay. No, you go back and establish that that's where Professor X and Magneto friendship origin when they're in their 20s. You could do it. And then you come back and do Wolverine because they're, they're moving forward who, with Wolverine but, too. But I want to ask right now, though, who cares aside from like – Zorlax, you know it, that are. I, You're I, saying I don't matter. Well, no, look, what I, happened? What I don't mean this is, I don't mean this is a dig, but I just want to say Zorlax. Let's say of your generation, who cares? You're old. No, no, no I'm just. I'm the, let me just finish. Uh, who cares about the friendship between Eric and Magne- or, uh, Magneto and Professor X? It's People, an intriguing, th- uh, regardless of what decade. Stephanie, you put that into. you're the target demo. You care? There you I go. Care. Okay. All right. 
She's a little more Zorlacky though. Um, but uh, <laughs> you say that like it's a bad thing. No, 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 no. no. But anyways, how did you get on this podcast? <laughs> it's like, Proximity. But, uh, <laughs> um, you won a contest. I just think that I just, which think, is true, he did. I but, just think that <laughs> that's how we became friends. I'm just thinking that that whole that whole thing is like you're calling this movie the X Men. And all you're going to focus on is Professor X and Magneto, which they've already kind of done in three movies. You no, know, but here that, I'm going to say what they had, what they have now is is younger heartthrobs. James McAvoy, do not undersell, do not underestimate how how he makes young hearts flutter. Right, and you know what else they announced too? What he's not going to have a bald head. That's in true. Movie. I did read that. Yeah. Okay. How are you going to have? Professor I'm not happy X with that. I'm not happy 60s, with that. And he doesn't have a bald head, and he walks in this one too. Which is fine. But, but they said you will see the accident. Oh, well. But they will yeah. reveal how he got in the wheelchair. All right. But I'm just, I don't know. And I the mean, whole thing's narrated by Fred Astaire and a stop-motion character. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so that's how, that's how I felt. He's walking down the same staircase. That's how I felt about Wolverine. <laughs> and it was like, you know, and that's how he got yeah. his jacket. Well, isn't yes, Susie, that's how he isn't got his funny, leather though, jacket. funny, how like, Wolverine was still kind of in the past, but yet it looked very modern day, you know, kind of. Like, they never really took the time to... Let's just say, remember that X-Men Origins Wolverine was just poorly done from the get-go. Oh, yeah. And you think this is going to be any better? I don't know. They're talking about the Wolverine, too, by the way, with the director of uh, 30 Days of Night, David Slade, who also just directed a little thing called Eclipse, which did well. So, um, and I will say, and maybe it's just the source material, that Eclipse is probably, seems to me, the most competently made of the Twilight Saga films. So, I could see him possibly taking... I would like him to have a script better than X-Men Wolverine, uh, Origins of Wolverine for Wolverine 2, but sure. he could make a, a sow's ear purse out of a sow's ear. Better than... I that's, that's I was trying to stretch it in some... Uh, it, would just, I, it would still hold money. It would still... But so did the first movie. So <laughs> I think that's why they're making a second. But then, um, one, one last thing on that. I'm though. flailing here I'm for gonna, some... <laughs> later tonight, I'm going to play this back, and I'm going to diagram that metaphor. <laughs> I hope well, I have enough paper. But one last thing, and it almost kind of nice. touches back to Carr's podcast, too. It's like, by by defining a time and putting it in the 60s, doesn't that mess up your your current continuity now? I and, would agree with that. It, you know, because it messes up anybody who's been watching those movies for the last 10 years and that's, and wants to go and enjoy them. They're going, they're going to be going, uh, uh, this, I don't recognize this. It's like... It's like the last Superman was not, yeah, even though it was Richard Donner's. He was trying to make it time concept, a little more like, timeless, and, you know. And and DC is making that mistake. As much as I was enjoying DC Legacies, and I'm still enjoying DC Legacies, uh-huh. but they established all these characters as coming around in the '60s. You can't say Superman made an appearance yeah. in the '60s and say he's the same young guy in 2010. You just can't. No. They also did something. Have you read it yet? I've read the first issue. Okay, now. I'm not going to say then okay. what they did. But the ultimate. So I think they could have done it better with maybe like X Men: The New Class or X Men: New Mutants or X Men Today. You know what I mean, or something. X Men Today. X Men Tomorrow. I don't know. You know what I mean? Something flashy. Something Up with X Men. <laughs> there we go. Up your X Men. No. What? Huh? What? I'm hmm. just saying. Contemporary wins all the time. X Men rock the block. Okay, um, I don't know. I just had to go. There. Musical. Yeah. X Men scared straight. No. <laughs> huh? That could work for. Uh, Wait a minute. Uh, I'm thinking about it. Yeah, that could work for uh, North, North Star. North, North Star. Star? Yeah. yeah. Dang. Um, it's a tough room tonight. It really is. Uh, X Men Alpha Flight. 
Ooh. Speaking of X-Men sort of tangentially, then Anna Paquin, who is Rogue, is joined the cast of Scream 4, which was never supposed to have a Scream 4, but That's there it is. What? Very nice segue. Yeah. yeah that was uh, unintentional. But uh, also cast in there is Kristen Bell. So one or both of them might be the traditional semi-celebrity f- killed off in the first three minutes. And both of them come from uh, properties that, where they had superpowers. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You think of Kristen Bell for heroes, right? Mm-hmm. But you, Veronica yeah. Mars is really where I make the connection. But oh, that's okay. Right. That's yeah. okay. Um, it's because you're old. No, no. It's because I, cause I stopped watching heroes shortly ah, after she came in. Even though I love Kristen Bell. Um, yeah, and she can also uh, read animals' minds too. That's true. Yeah, and she's engaged or possibly married to Dax Shepard, and I don't know. Boo! Oh, I know <laughs> that bothers me. I don't know why. He's probably a really nice guy. No, he's not. Oh, he's not okay. Yeah, I don't like that. No, I'm anyway, sure he's so they're going to get killed. Like uh, one of them's probably going to get killed in the first three minutes. Hopefully, they get what killed while that? they're making out naked. I, I'm I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> That would make me scream. Yeah. Oh. Take off the S. I was going to say, what's that? What does that pay? But, I, but, but now I think in context, it's all wrong. You got that? Creme? <laughs> I'm doing Junior Jumble in my head to make it safe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Help me. Help me. Go back. Rick, you had a point? No, it's lost. It's gone. <laughs> Sorry. Um. No retake. Okay. Um, and You have just, notes there, don't you? I do. <laughs> and just just on an interesting thing, there's this... Did anybody see the first Hatchet movie with no. Kane Hodder? Is there, I think I actually have it on DVD and I've never watched it. And maybe I don't like horror movies. They scare me. They do. <laughs> okay. Wow. I don't <laughs> like, your voice suddenly got very small. That was really good. Yeah. I... I do. <laughs> So, um, wow. <laughs> yeah, don't edit any of this. this we're just fine. <laughs> um, anyway, the, so, so the far. first hatchet, I don't even know if it got a major theatrical release. I don't remember. I think maybe a few. Um, select theaters. Know, select hatchet, saw, drill press. Yeah, no, no. It, you know, yeah, it was like supposed to be kind of a wrench. Kind of a good throwback, not a parody, but a good throwback to the quality, more psychological slasher films like Hallow- like the original Halloween. Without as much blood and dismemberment? With, perhaps. Only apparently Hatchet 2 absolutely is full of blood and dismemberment. And therefore the MPA- MPAA, Motion Picture Association of America, would not give it uh, an R rating. They were basically going to give it the NC-17, which is like the kiss of death. And so Hatchet, the filmmakers pulled it completely, said we're going to release it unrated, unedited, we're going to release the movie we want. And what is unique about this is that AMC American Multi-Cinemas AMC Theaters has agreed to show it which apparently this is the first time that they have done that that a movie that has not gone through the MPAA process I think that's absolutely great Okay, give me a reason for it. Because the the uh, rating system is out of control. Absolutely, I'm going to agree, agree with that. And it shows that one theater system has the power to break it. Huevos, and to, they promised uh, at least twenty major markets for it. Yeah, that's so good. I think that's great news. Nothing but because good. the other thing I, was, I mentioned, Guillermo del Toro had a pact with Disney to create what did they call what did they call the like he was going to have this this line of horror films for teens. Um, it was better than Goosebumps. Oh, I think uh, it was called Guillermo's Guts. No. Oh. Okay. Um, but the but the first one was like the first movie has been made. It's like Don't Be Afraid of the Dark, the Haunted Mansion remake. He's gonna well, not oh. remake. 
I don't want to call that because I just like want to forget the, the first new haunted, haunted mansion, mansion yeah, movie. Because the first one I'd like to forget existed. Most um, people have. Yeah, that um, that uh, anyway. The first one from that I think it's called "Don't Be Afraid of the Dark" or "Be Afraid of the Dark." One of the two um, has been given an R rating, not because it's too violent, not because it's too graphic, not because it's and then they put their, not yeah nothing that they could put their finger on except that it's just too scary. Uh-huh. So its intended audience can't see it now because you know it's not it couldn't make a pg-13 and it is if you can't define why you do that then yeah this rating system just doesn't work for me and the truth of the matter is the rating system is too much of a shortcut and all of us have been enough movie screenings of r-rated films where people brought their three-year-olds who are going to grow up and be traumatized adults uh to you know to see these slasher films you know last friday the 13th i think i saw you know a lot of kids running around screaming and mysteriously screaming because they're very disturbed by what they've seen. When, when um, you see like NC7, NC or R for, and they'll say uh, explicit violence or drug use or smoking or whatever, or I mean, or a um, why not just or listen? a positive portrayal of homosexuals. That's the secret, the dirty secret of it too. If a film is dealing with with gay subject matter and in a positive way, and there's a, no, no sex being shown, they yeah, still the kids are all right. I don't know if the kid, the kid, I think kids are all right. Is, is are really? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, so right. I mean, it's 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 a broken system. So, Alpha Flight automatically would be an R-rated film. No. Yeah. Sorry. I was going to get Alan Cummings to play uh, no, uh, North Star. North Star. Thank you. Alan Cummings would be a great arcade. No. Well, he, because he's already been that in yeah. Spy Kids. Yeah, I, I love that character. Yeah. It is good. Hopefully, he'll be in Spy Kids four, and there's the only reference we'll make to it. So, you um, know who would make an awesome North Star? Who? That guy that uh, the flight attendant who got kicked <laughs> oh, off. <God>. Of <laughs> He'd be awesome. He's to go back a, on a casting thing, though, you had a great suggestion when we were just sitting around on the couch at the front of the store for Iron Fist. Who would you cast as Danny? Well, Grant? I am a fisty. You are um, a fisty. I don't know his name. Wait, because I, think, I do. Because I do want to remember first of all that. In 2000, they were going to make it with uh, Artisan Films, which Ray developed Park. Art Ray Park was supposed to be Iron Fist. And he's terrible. So he's not. So who would you do? Who would you cast? Who well, would you I do? Was, I, I, let me see if I can remember a name. I would cast... Uh, who? What? Ryan? <laughs> she yeah, was she Mr. That, Q. Let's try that <laughs> bit again. <laughs> who would you cast? I was going to change my And I'd like you to voice. say that in your little girl voice. Go <laughs> ahead. Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, do that one more time. Go ahead. Okay. Oh, you, uh, who would you cast as uh, as Danny, Daniel Rend, a.k.a. Iron Fist? Well, I am a fisty. Uh, and so I I would cast... Ryan Quantin. <laughs> yes, the oh. guy from... And that uh, clearly fills you with girlish glee to think about it. Yes, I had to say it in my little girl voice. Anyways, um, that's uh, uh, Sookie's brother from... Uh, True Blood. Yeah. Uh, Jason Stackhouse. Yeah. Um, and you said that, and I thought that's... I really hadn't put that together, and then... Can he play the... Has he not got that accent Apparently, or? he's Australian. Yeah. Oh, I really? Think so. Stephanie okay. just revealed to us, there. which you could have... You <laughs> just blew my mind. That no one on True Blood, the show <laughs> in the Deep South, the is South. actually from the South. Nice. I'm pretty no sure one. he's Australian. <laughs> yes. Or New Zealand. Wow. Is... Wait, somebody... Wait, wait, wait. Sam Merlot? Is Sam American, right? Sam, at least Sam Merlot is American, right? Yeah. Thank God. Because you, because you, you yeah. attended. Did any? Did he have an accent in the panel? No. Okay, no. so there we go. Oh, Top of that, sick. the show is shot in New Zealand. No. What? No. no. <laughs> all, all of it's done by Weta. <laughs> no. It's Malibu. It's yeah, Malibu. Where they got uh, 
Suki and Bill got married. Yeah. This Sunday. Yeah, that's right. You know what? Hey, my congratulations, th- kids! They got married Saturday night. Just my bef- uh, my information, my invitation must have got lost. In the mail. Just before the episode was broadcast, in which they revealed their undying love for each other, and they'll never break up. Suki and Bill forever. I, I give it a couple years. Total shows. I give it a couple of centuries. <laughs> uh, what? Yeah. Wait now. Well, I don't want to spoil anything. So okay, so now we're on to TV. So let's. Uh, uh, Rick has not watched this week's True Blood, so we won't no. say anything other than it just keeps getting better and better. Isn't this the last episode for the season? No, there's no, two episodes two left. Oh, okay, because because okay. you watched the series. I was going to watch it last night because I knew that we were going to have this conversation. Today, no, you watched, watch but you watched last week's, right? Yeah, I watched last with week's. the uh, <laughs> with the, the, the spine. Uh, yes, yeah, awesome. Yeah, uh, it's just going to get wilder. It's, it's just going to get wilder. It's, it's going to get the, Gene Wilder. We named the podcast after that. That's so. right. So. Um, so uh, it, it's just very cool, but you know, this week we got a re- uh, release from AMC, not the theater chain, but, but the yeah. network American Movie Classics, uh, which is now doing te- television series. Has been for a while, Mad Men and Breaking Bad, and, um, no. and now I think Breaking they, Bad's on A and E. No, it's on AMC. Oh, okay. They, uh, although there's an interesting thing with Mad Men. Apparently, they they released uh, they did a pre preview, sent out screeners of of Mad Men. Saying, please don't give spoilers. And some um, some critic, I think for the Village Voice, uh, accidentally leaked a couple of spoilers, not really even on purpose, realizing they were spoilers. And so now AMC has announced they will not ever give critics advanced looks at their shows again. I think Boo. that's fine. Yeah, I don't really. It's just enjoy it, people. I, yeah, are you, you going to buy into the show hype? and enjoy it? If you and the show and the show that we are buying into the hype uh, hype from because the trailer got leaked. Oh, not leaked. AMC gave it out there that they showed at Comic Con four and a half minutes of footage from. Oh, let me say it in my little girl voice. Okay. Walking Dead. Yes, The Walking Dead, a yes. show we're looking forward to so much. Did you watch that? Yes, uh, Rick? I did. And your thoughts? Well, um, the lead is being played by non-American. Holy crap! Yes, it's my true. voice gets deeper. It's weird. Yeah. Oh, you were asking Rick. I, oh, my I, bad. Well, I was looking at him. You know what's it's what's funny is I've loved that that book all the way through, and it's never the book has creeped me out and bothered me on a on a very psychological level. I've never been really bothered by the vampire by the uh, yeah. zombies themselves. Yeah, you wouldn't be bothered by the vampires because it's not the, there, I, uh, not yet. So what? After the aliens, then comes the what? <laughs> okay, um, I'm not caught up. That's, those guys are pretty damn scary. The 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 shot of him going under the tank, I'm like, uh-huh. and and having to shoot, I, I'm like, no, that character's dead in the first episode. Right. How does he get out? There's got to be a, a hatch in the, the bottom scene, of the, the tank. scene where the tank is just being swarmed. Oh my gosh! Love, and he's just he goes uh, down. Stephanie's and that's look. Did you not watch this trailer? No, I wasn't. Watch the trailer. <laughs> but that's all Darabont, though. That's just that he he has that style of just yeah. oh, he can he can make geez, something just the freaky. little girl. Oh, towards him, and he's just kind of going. I can't. What do you do? Oh do my this. god! I mean, yeah, in four and a half minutes, I'm like, this series is. This yeah, is, this is going to be a disturbing series to watch. It's going to be, and it's when is it debuting? Halloween. Yeah, ten o'clock. Now we all have plans for Halloween. Ninety right minute get, episode. Ninety right minute episode. Well, I'm actually closing time. our um, fall drama that afternoon. Taking my kids out to go trick or treat, and I won't watch <laughs> it that night because um, I just want to. I want to have fond memory of Halloween. I don't care. Oh. I'm not even sure if I get AMC in, in, at my home. The only I problem know. I had with it was I don't know why they went with the, the opening that's derivative of 28 Days Later. That bothered me. Well, that's the comic, though. 
I know, but they but they also give backstory to it, which Twenty Days Later didn't. Yeah. So I think that's what they're trying to. But it, it just felt cinematically, it felt the same, and I think well, that I think it, given that's already come out. But you have to have an way. excuse for why you have a character that separated that, right. that doesn't right. understand right. what has happened, and it's True. already Exposition, way too yeah. far gone. Yeah. yeah. You know. So I think. I, even though that could, is derivative, I agree with. You could have found a different way to write that, but they didn't ask me. Okay, <laughs> mysteriously. I don't know, though. I mean, no, I, I, I would have stuck with it. I or you know, it's something yeah. similar. I I agree that there's. I think that'll. I think that'll be it. That that will be something people will say. All right, yeah, rip off Night also, of the Comet. Maybe you know they yeah, spend you, the night in the projection booth. Exactly. Didn't Resident Evil, the first movie, do the same thing? Yeah, Resident Evil did did do the same thing. It's just it's a plot device. It's all. It is. Yeah, I mean it's a MacGuffin. It's yeah. a way to get it going. So yeah. MacGuffin's a different thing. I think. No, it's, it's something not. that moves the... the MacGuffin's the actual thing, though, isn't it? Not necessarily. Oh, okay. It can be just anything that makes the plot go. Okay. So, um, anyway, to excite Rick, but probably... Sorry. Uh, but it won't mean much to Lon. But maybe to Stephanie, is the BBC confirmed that they're... I'm just pleased that so much of my emotion is coming out around the glasses. Around the sunglasses. It, it is. It's weird. It's like I say, I look at your eyes... Wait, did you say BBC? BBC. Oh, I'm already excited. To use the restroom now because <laughs> you can walk away and, and, and no, no, um, I love British television. Really? Who are you? What? That's not the lawn I know. He's a big fan of the. Thunders. Anyway, they've announced that they will at least do a pilot episode uh, for showing in the in the autumn, not the fall, because in England it's the autumn. Uh, the of uh, Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective. Agency. I love that guy. I love this guy too. Oh, oh I don't really. I like love what that Steve guy. Did. I know we all love Steve. Um, so Dirk Benedict's what? No, 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 Dirk, Dirk, ben- Dirk Benedict's no Dirk Gently's holistic detective agency, oh, okay. which does uh, so. I mean, there's no news other than they've confirmed it. So we'll other see. The, and it, also the long dark tea time. Oh, wait, soul. you didn't even yes. get me. That's a, the second book. Yeah, yeah. Um, you got. So my we'll beard. see how far they go. And have you um, see? We're getting on masterpiece um, in November or late October before before The Walking Dead starts. Uh, Stephen Moffat uh, Moffat's updating of Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock. Oh. With uh, the guy who was in the movie version, uh, Martin Freeman, who was in the office in the movie version of, of uh, oh. K. Shocker's Galaxy, Guide to the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. He's Dr. Watson, and this guy named with, with this name, only in England would this really be a name, Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> yes, and that's totally for Lawn to laugh at. Well, that's really the guy's name. I told is, you I love the BBC. Is Sherlock Holmes. Cumberbatch, really? Oh, I panicked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is, uh, is Sherlock Holmes. And it is a straight update. It's just like. This is it, 2010. If Sherlock Holmes made his first public appearance, all those characters are are here. I watched the first episode. It's called A Study in Pink, loosely based on A Study in Scarlet. It's really good. Okay. I thought, ah, but my one of my nieces. It's on right now? It's uh, going to be on. It's going to be in the U.S. It's already shown. They did three 90-minute shows, and it's been renewed. Okay. They've got a second season. So the advantage of the shorter seasons is Stephen Moffat can do Doctor Who, then do few episodes of the Sherlock, then go back to the Christmas special, and then do a few more episodes then of the do Sherlock. do crossover. Yeah. Ooh. So um, I, I, the, my, my niece recommended it. She was on Facebook totally raving about how she'd watch this this Sherlock thing. And I said, okay, i, I got to check it out. And I really, so really like it. So just, wait, just to clarify, and this isn't a joke, they're, uh, they're doing Sherlock Holmes characters in modern times? Yes. Oh. Which the original films did as well, basically set them in the 30s and 40s instead of the 19th century. Oh. After the first one, after yeah. The Hound of the Baskervilles, they all became, and he fought Nazis. This is okay as long okay. as Sherlock Holmes doesn't also exist as a fictional And thing so far it does not. It's, it's, it, yeah, they haven't. Yeah. Made Who that, do you think you are, Sherlock Holmes? Yeah, they haven't done anything to yeah. really um, 
or at least that first episode didn't do anything to violate that. It's yeah. established, uh, you know, using modern techniques. He he likes to text uh, Lestrade with taunts, and you know, <laughs> nice. like there's a press conference in the first minute where there's like we've had this murder, and Lestrade is at the press conference saying it's this, and that, you know we think this, we think this, and every reporter well, gets a text simultaneously that says wrong, <laughs> signed S. So well, the, like, the, uh, the there was that other show that was absolutely brilliant along the same lines. The was it. Was it Oh, Jekyll. Jekyll, which Stephen Moffat wrote. Yes. Yeah, it's just absolutely The updating brilliant. of Dr. Jekyll and So the now when somebody goes, no, is Sherlock, then they'll – it makes a little more sense. Probably won't. Yeah, a good writer probably isn't going to put that yeah. in there. So, I would have. I, I know. Well, we said a good writer. So – Oh. Are there any in Britain? Right into no, I'm kidding. Uh, Stephen Moffat, Russell T. Davis, although he moved out here. Um, and uh, because I, I think this fits under um, – TV, the same people that made the Batman triple X parody are doing a Superman triple X parody. So triple re- X, what's that? I don't know. Uh, that it's a movie is. with Vin Diesel. Oh, right. And uh, the, so they released an image of the guy in costume. And I, I'm not even going to bother with any names because I, I don't know any of these actors. Is he involved, the Man of matter. Steel? Uh, apparently so. Oh, okay. Uh, but they hired him because, in addition to other elements of his prowess in the tights, he's a base jumper. <laughs> prowess? Yes. Uh, so. Uh, what was I? I was watching Life on Mars last night, so I got stuck okay. with this pronunciation. <laughs> yeah. right. um, so um, he's a base jumper. So they can, for the benefit of the court, meaning that he jumps off of jumper. high, high altitude things with a parachute. Instead of a plane, he jumps off of like cliff faces. Okay. So they'll have a parachute under his cape, so they can film flying scenes or whatever. But I predict that the next press release is. Uh, shooting has Film been ends. halted while we <laughs> replace the actor who died in a bizarre, completely unforeseen base jumping accident. Can you imagine you are doing it in Yosemite or something and there's kids down there going, Look, Dad, it's Superman! Oh, yeah. So it's really the reason I bring it up because I read that press release and just went, Oh, God. Anyway, um, so, and uh, I believe in a couple weeks we're getting uh, on Superman-related news and there's still television. Smallville entering its 10th season has the 9th season coming out on Blu-ray very shortly. Mm. Um, and, Lon, you had something you were going to say about, uh, didn't you? Because you brought it up uh, yeah. that we were going to talk No, about. I just thought, I don't, I don't watch Smallville. I don't, really, I don't really have the stomach for it. But uh, uh, I guess apparently they announced this year a lot of older, all the other recurring characters from the past are going right, to make I'm not a, surprised. Uh, a final. Uh, well, they actually, they actually did a bunch. We were in the. You want to do this one? You should talk. I, I don't remember. You should. You don't you, remember. Liar! <laughs> liar! <laughs> she was too busy taking pictures. No, well, the, Jonathan Kent is definitely in scenes in the next season. Yes, and they, Tom they, Schneider, or John, John Schneider. Schneider, John Schneider. They had him on the panel, but it's not clear to me that he's back alive. No, and, I, and, and I'm going to tell you something: it's not clear to him either. Okay. So I, in fact, I we asked him. And we, I got a little roundtable with him, and we asked, "Are you truly resurrected, or are you just a dream sequence?" He says, "He says I don't know." But that's not strange for Smallville. No, it's not. It's entirely <laughs> keeping with the way Smallville works. So he described, yeah, he described his death scene, you know, original death scene where he said he's shown this photograph and they, the director told him, just imagine it's the worst possible thing that that could happen to your family if this photo got out and, and use that as your motivation. And he, so he did the fight scene, filmed his death scene, and then he went to the director and said, so... What was, what was the photo? And he said, and the director said, hell, I don't know. <laughs> so, and I think about it, and they've never answered that on the show. What show, no. what 
pick was in the fit photo that Lionel Luther showed him. So um, I'll, I'll see if I can find that that clip and get that, and you can edit Speaking that. Speaking of so, Lionel, but there Luther, were there were a lot of scenes that made it look like a Luther clone storyline is coming up. Which would be keeping, yeah. yeah. The only, Which they have not, they have not confirmed that they got Michael Rosenbaum back, but they did get Allison Mack back, who said she's going to do five episodes, and um, and they're and so they're bringing back John Glover, they're bringing back John, John Schneider, and uh, so and, and Annette O'Toole is going to come back, and uh, so. so what that basically means is less Tom Welling, right? <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> well, is that really why you don't watch it? You just you, you just don't like him as Clark Kent. As well, I just think it's a weird show that it's Smallville and they're trying to incorporate all these like heroes and everything else, and yet Superman, what's based on, can't be Superman. You know what I mean? No, Tom Welling won't be Superman. Yeah. is what it is. is he really right? But I, we've seen the Justice League, Aquaman. Dark side. Uh, oh, not yet. We haven't seen Dark Side. Not Dark Side. Uh, uh, Doomsday. Doomsday and Hawkman. Justice Society. And yes. All these other, but he's still the blur. Did I mention again that you remember the Justice Society episode with that fabulous painting? Yes. Carr has that. Yeah, you said that on a podcast. You said that at the Carr episode. I don't remember. The yeah, that in Earth Two. At the Earth he 2 shop in the, Sherman Oaks, that painting from the set is hanging in the. Oh, Earth, because Jeff Johnson needs some place to hang it. Yeah. But it's not even in the Earth 2 sh- shop that Jeff Johns co-owns. It's in the one in Sherman Oaks. It oh, was really? like a gift to them. Wow. And I just looked and I went, eh, I've, got, best, I've got photos. I'll send you ever. photos. Yes. Oh, I need photos. Yes. Um, uh, the uh, dark, seed is, dark Side is in the uh, – I'm correcting myself. I, <laughs> years of mispronunciation. You glare fabulously. Um, <laughs> but wait. But before, eyes. Remember that thought. Is it Magneto or Magneto? Magneto. It's Magneto because Paul McCartney and Wings sing a song Magneto and Titanium Man. So Paul McCartney decided because no, it's because phonetically it's because spelled there, Magneto. There's a thing called no, ma- but Magneto. the actual the the device is called a Magneto. Magneto. Oh, so that's what he's named. That Stanley named him after a device. Yeah, I'm sure that Stanley in his head went Magneto. Right, but <laughs> but there actually is something in physics called a Magneto. Okay, good. Yeah. Continue. So, so um, Dark Side is uh, a big plot in season ten. So the, yes. your previous mis- the, uh, yeah, the apocalypse is coming, which was hinted at in the Justice Society episode. Apoc- an apocalypse was coming, and I was so excited because I went, that means that it's apocalypse. And then they announced it. I'm like, come on. Fans knew right. that. We figured it out. And then there was a big reveal at the end of season nine about Annette, Annette O'Toole. O'Toole. <laughs> Ma great. Kent. Yeah, Ma Kent, who has been on and off the show for the last season and a half. And yeah. um, she's uh, not Dave quite Perry, the mom we know. <gasps> No. Yeah. This. This. It, I uh, haven't caught up with it yet, but I, I know, but I'm I know. getting the Blu-rays so I can uh, I can watch it. Kind You've of. You've got to get through that season. Okay. Okay. She's not a granny, is she? No. Okay. Good. No. What? Who else could? She doesn't have any other children. Granny Goodness. Oh, Granny Goodness. No. No. They did establish that in the trailer. There is a woman sitting in a hall knitting. Mm, okay. And I asked the, one of the producers yeah. if that was Ed Asner, and uh, he thought it was a funny <laughs> idea. But he because Ed Asner voiced Granny Goodness on Superman: The Animated oh. Series and Justice League Unlimited, and he said, "No, that would be a really funny casting, but no, that's you know not who we're going to go for." It, so, um, B. Arthur would have been perfect for that, though. That's God so rest sad. her soul. God, you know. Betty White though, wouldn't Betty White no, make it really no. cool? She would. Oh, if, she actu- enough. if she actually said evil things, <laughs> she won't though. If they padded her up to make her look a little bulkier and mus- more muscle. But, but the trailer, the the whoever they're using to imply that that's Granny Goodness does not look bulky at all. Yeah, 
I know. Because I think what they're doing is they're doing what the Grant Morrison did in The Seven Soldiers of Victory, implying that they have become human, um, human avatars, right. that, they're, that they're, they don't resemble what you saw. Yeah. So, I hate that. I, I thought it was an interesting idea. That's why I don't watch Smallville. No, but I think it was an interesting idea in comics. That oh, no, that's fine in the comics. But, but you like, want to see Darkseid as the big bulky guy. Well, yeah, and it's like I want to see Martian Manhunter as the alien and not the human form. He did show up as the alien. You get a, you get a, just a shot in of that him. Justice League. Just, it was a little twinky lean. It was enough to keep me going. It was yeah. enough for me to freeze frame through the switch. And right, see but that's all you get. You know, give me this more. Is one of those moments that I look across at you and say, and I include myself in this. No. How did we reproduce? How did some woman want to, when we say, we freeze-framed to watch the Martian Manhunter scene. How did some woman care enough? Wow. And it's not the same woman, by the way. Okay? I have but, other charms. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, I don't. All right. So, um, anyway. Uh, so we're looking on, that to, note. on that note. We're looking forward to season 10. Anything else, anybody? No. All right, if you've got questions, comments, compliments, commentary, write into. If you got one last uh, shot at your entry for what to call the listeners. What to call yourself. And I did not make a pitch again. Donate to PayPal so that we can send the camping trip to see <laughs> Spider-Man turn off the dark. Because mysteriously, this plea has not worked at all. Well, because you always put it at the very end of the podcast. Okay, put, put this in at the, the beginning. beginning. Um, Jinx, buy me another Coke. Anyway. Uh, nobody listens to the end. Questions, you know what? When you do that commentary. jinx thing, you don't have to do it in the in the, the feminine voice. You don't. You can just say jinx. That wasn't me. By... That was Stephanie. Oh, okay. Hey, uh, qu- questions, comments, compliments, commentary. Write into editor at fanboyplanet.com or sandpaper at fanboyplanet.com. And I'm Derek McCaw, editor in chief of Fanboy Planet. And I'm Lon Lopez. And this is oh, Stephanie Rodriguez. <laughs> That is so weird. <laughs> if, if this was only you on need stereo. to you need to like bring water or something to this podcast. Sorry. <coughs> yeah. Okay. <sighs> you cleared his throat, and I am Rick Brett Snyder reminding you to use your powers only for good. And thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.lukeski.com.